This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the state of Alabama is going to appeal the recent decision made by a federal court in Birmingham regarding the redistricting plan here in the state. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall will represent the state's interest in asking an appeals court to overturn this decision. State Senator Jim McClendon chairs the reapportionment committee in the Alabama legislature. McClendon spoke to 1819 News, saying that a request for a stay on this ruling has been filed within district court. Qualifying for congressional district races has been moved to February 11th in light of this recent ruling. Secretary of State John Merrill says he will offer more information on the issue sometime today. A lawyer connected to a federal lawsuit that was filed in Alabama testifies this week at the Senate panel on COVID that's being held by Senator Ron Johnson. The goal of that panel is to reevaluate the response from the government and medical leaders in the midst of the COVID-19 virus outbreak. Many of the doctors who attended the panel testified to being censored and intimidated, even losing their jobs, for proposing early treatment options for patients with the use of pre-existing drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. These doctors called the government health agencies like the CDC, NIH, and FDA as pushing a one-size-fits-all solution which only offered vaccines or hospitalizations with a limited treatment protocol. Also testifying at this panel was Ohio lawyer Thomas Rents. He's one of the attorneys filing a lawsuit against the Department of Health and Human Services. He did so here in Alabama. Rents also brought to light the number of vaccine injuries and deaths as reported on the VAR system while speaking to the panel. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f- neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a 1,000% increase. A 1,000. Uh, t- ten times. That's ten times rate, and obviously that... 83,000 per year, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Senator, we also have 928-2021, Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a Defense defense Department initiative where they report and uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist supposedly, and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date, and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying, it's a crisis of unvaxxed, it's 99% unvaxxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document says specifically, 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. This is corruption at the highest level. We need investigations. Rents listed various whistleblowers who revealed the medical tracking and number of these death and injuries. One of those is a whistleblower in Fort Rucker, Alabama. So we've got three whistleblowers who have given me permission at this point to share their name. Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long, D-O-M-P-H, Dr. Samuel Sigloff and Lieutenant Colonel 
Dr. Peter Chambers, DO and flight surgeon. All three have, have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. Uh, this is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. The Priceville police chief is now on administrative leave after a shooting left him injured and one man dead. Priceville Mayor Sam Heflin announced the move regarding Police Chief Rick Williams. The shooting occurred on Monday afternoon following a 911 call to police about a suspicious person in a community. When police arrived to the area, they confronted Bradley Ellison, who then shot at police, and they returned fire. The Morgan County coroner confirms that Ellison died at the hospital due to the severity of his injuries. Mayor Heflin says the town of Priceville has only 4,000 residents and things like this just doesn't happen often. WHT News was able to talk to Heflin about whether this is usual for the police chief to take part in a disturbance call like that. Heflin says it's such a small police department that the chief is part of everyday patrolling, just like other officers. Chief Williams will be on leave until an investigation into the shooting is conducted. Another lawsuit is filed against Bluestone Coke. Alabama Power is suing the company over unpaid power bills. The unpaid amount totals $2.7 million. Alabama Power says that Bluestone Coke has failed to make payments since March of 2020. Just a few months ago, the Alabama Department of Revenue filed a lawsuit against the company for not paying state taxes from October of 2020 to July of 2021. The revenue lawsuit was filed in early January of this year. The attorney for Bluestone Coke recently spoke to CBS 42 News. He says that those state taxes were paid up last week and efforts are now being made to also pay Alabama power. The attorney said that the plan has been put on a cold idle in order to perform upgrades and that the company will become more profitable once operations resume. The owner of Bluestone Industries is also the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice. A natural treasure that's here in the state is going on hiatus when it comes to public access. DeSoto Falls in Fort Payne, Alabama, will be temporarily closed down to tourists and Alabamians. That area will undergo an ecological project that involves dredging the waters. It could take up to two months to complete the dredging. Silton debris has been washing up on the shores of DeSoto Falls for years. The good news is after the dredging is done, the DeSoto Falls Park will be able to designate a beach and swimming area for visitors. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... President Joe Biden is anticipating that Russian President Vladimir Putin will order Russian troops to invade Ukraine. Biden made the comments on Tuesday after putting 8,500 U.S. troops on high alert the day prior. There will be enormous consequences if he were to go in and invade, as he could, the entire country, or a lot less than that as well, for Russia, not only in terms of economic consequences and political consequences, but it'll be enormous consequences worldwide. This would be the largest, if he were to move in with all those forces, would be the largest invasion since World War II. It would change the world. Meanwhile, the National Security and Defense Council Secretary for Ukraine, Oleski Danilov, spoke to reporters in Kiev. Danilov says that internal destabilization being caused by panic over the whole situation is more of a problem than an actual invasion. 
Danilov was echoing similar comments made by Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Zelensky told his people to disregard comments made by Joe Biden or any other member of the Biden administration who predicts an imminent Russian invasion. Zelensky pointed out that the country has been at war for seven years ever since Russia invaded the Crimean Peninsula. The Zelensky administration maintains that they have no intelligence on the ground in Ukraine that Russia is planning a further invasion, and they say they are confused as to why Biden continues to suggest the idea. A White House Deputy National Security Advisor, Jonathan Feiner, recently spoke on CNN. Feiner defended the U.S. for getting involved in defending Ukraine and its borders. Feiner made these statements unironically. Why should Americans care about what's happening in Ukraine? Uh, Because it it goes to a very fundamental principle of of all nations, which is that our borders uh, should be inviolate, that our sovereignty uh, should be respected. Uh, If the international system is to, to mean anything, it should mean that no country can change another country's borders. The governor of Florida is ticked off at the Biden administration once again. Ron DeSantis held another press conference after the Food and Drug Administration revoked the emergency authorization for the use of two types of monoclonal antibodies to help those with the Omicron virus. But even if with Omicron it's half as effective or even 25 percent as effective, uh, that's better than nothing for people. And as I've said, anecdotally, we've had people that have had their symptoms resolved after doing it uh, just in the last uh, month of doing this. So, so this is wrong what they're doing. Uh, and we have many people now who are very concerned because they were going to go in and get it today or tomorrow. And now they're being told that it would be illegal for a provider to give it to them. All based off one observational, non-peer-reviewed study Uh, And this is done, I think, uh, in a very haphazard fashion. They choose to pull the rug out of uh, elderly patients, most of whom, almost all of them, have been vaccinated, uh, and say you don't have access uh, to this treatment. So we're going to fight back against this because this is just wrong. This is not the way, you know, that you help people. An airworthiness directive has been issued to Boeing Aircraft Company by the Federal Aviation Administration. That directive is in regards to 5G wireless towers and the flying instruments that are used by Boeing on on some of their aircraft. The AD was released regarding the radio altimeters used on Boeing 777s, 747s, and 748s. Those altitude meters can experience interference from 5G wireless towers. This interference changes the reliability of the radio altimeters in providing pilots with information on how high the airplane is flying above land. The proposed solution by the FAA to this problem is for Boeing to update their flight manuals in order to reflect this 5G tower interference. And for those who heard rumors and rumblings that the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was going to retire and not run again in 2022, well, consider this a scene from Charlie Brown. When Lucy pulls the football on Charlie once again, Pelosi confirmed last night that she will seek re-election in the 2022 midterms. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about the situation in Ukraine as well. There's, there's lots of things. I mean, I don't know that I can even get to all the stories, but I think one of the ones that, that, that galls me the most is what I heard last night. The State Department, in a call, said that there was no ability for the U.S. State Department to be prepared to evacuate Americans from Ukraine if Russia invades. 
They literally said that on a call last night. Jennifer Griffin, Fox News' Pentagon correspondent, uh, said last night in a tweet that she was on the call and she quoted it directly that they had no ability to, to be able to rescue Americans. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and want to get those reports directly to your phone, you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 